Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Crunch time is back, y'all. Mayfield, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, I think y'all remember from back when the last dance was happening, um, I launched this podcast. I took a little hiatus just to kind of talk about the last dance of Michael Jordan the Bulls and took some time to brainstorm and everything. And uh, so we're back. So we're going to cover multiple, I mean, multiple, multiple episodes. I mean, multiple topics, I should say, ranging from basketball to football to the entire sports segment. But we're also going to bounce into and cover things like politics, uh, economics, uh, just kind of cover current events or whatever the case may be. So uh, what's up, Ari? You know, you hopping on next here in a little bit. Um, so I just want to thank y'all for joining me and just, you know, supporting the whole brand and everything. As y'all can see, I got the backdrop. How y'all like the backdrop? Let me know what y'all think and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? What's up, Mayfield? <laughs> and I got the shirts or whatever, as y'all can see. So shout out to my man, Anthony Mentor, uh, for designing the logo and everything like that. So, um, so we're going to get started here in a little bit. In terms of the shirts and everything, I'm actually going to, I'm working on a plan right now for those to be able to, um, to be able to scoop these and purchase these online. So, so I'm about to get started about the, what's up scoop? What's going on, bro? Uh, so I'm about to go ahead and add Ari Chambers. Just a quick introduction on her. She works for the Bleach Report. She's a social media, uh, guru, I should, I should say, and also a talent who covers strictly women's sports. She really does her thing. She's one of the top people in the business and everything. So I'm going ahead and add her right now. Ari, what's cracking? Hey, bro, how you doing? What's happening? What's going on? Oh, come on, natural. Not a guru, though. Not a guru, though. You are a guru. It's okay. You're a guru. You're a guru. You're a guru. What's going on? How you doing? You doing okay? I am super swamped, but it's better than being bored. You know, we were bored for so long during right. the beginning of quarantine. So. Right. <laughs> I understand. Well, as you know, sports are coming back. The WNBA is coming back and everything. I know you're pretty excited about that and everything with it coming back next week. Super happy. It's just kind of I'm used to like starting in like early May for preseason games, and now we're in what late July. Had to wait this whole time for it. Whole time. It's crazy, man. So what's so what's what you hearing from what's happening down there in the bubble? You know, I actually heard it was straight. It just is like kind of like AAU days. They're they're riding around on their bikes as a team, jumping in the pools. I mean, it started off rocky, and everybody obviously wants to capitalize off of that, but they don't realize like. Like once all those things were fixed, it was it's been a good time. Um, teams are all in one location, which really never happens. So like, right. you can see all your friends that play with you um, <laughs> there, and so so players are having fun. They're vlogging themselves. We get to see an inside scoop on their lives. I think it's lit. Yeah, yeah. The access is stupid crazy right now, especially with social media. You get to literally see like kind of food <laughs> they eat, what their rooms are looking like, and as you know, when they first got down, the food wasn't. It's looking like crackle butter. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. So they couldn't go to the cafeteria. Now they got a buffet. They fine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. So as you know, what's been happening the last couple of days is a story with Elena Deladon. You know, she has Lyme disease. And she recently got denied by the WNBA. Like, she won't be able to – she can't skip out. You know, she has to play in order to get her pay, which is really crazy. I mean, she has to take 64 pills a day yeah. just to stay, you know, healthy or whatever. So, I mean, what's your take on all that? I think it's messed up. There's no other way around it. Um as far as like it wasn't the league's decision as much as it was the panel of doctors that they hired so that's where a point of confusion but for optics alone if i were the league i would have figured out a way to you know pay her like there, there was a past ambassador program that they had and nobody really knew what that was really about mm -hmm. um but coach t stepped in like he always looks out for his players uh, coach tebow he, he 
coaches the Washington Mystics. He mm. stepped in and said, we're going to pay her full salary anyway. So it ended up working out, but it's just the fact that she has on record um, this chronic illness, this chronic disease that has been attacking her immune system right. for so long. I, I still, I don't fathom how like a panel of doctors can say like, hey, we're not going to uh, pass this. We're not going to allow her to medically opt out. It makes right. no sense because there are so such in, uncertainties um, regarding COVID right now. Mm -hmm. So like, why wouldn't you take the pre, like precautionary measures to make sure your players are safe? Right, and especially with one of your best players at that too. I mean, the, the reigning MVP, the the reigning MVP. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, this is well. You you think that's how detrimental is that to like how whatever whatever the WNBA has accomplished up to this point? Because we saw the salaries go up, and it's been a more concerted effort to make sure the WNBA players are more taken care of. I don't think it's detrimental. I just think that there needs to be some loose ends tightened before, right. um, you know things don't need to be performative, they need to be active. And so if if you say you want to bet on women, you say you want to further um, the women's game, you have to right. invest in these players and that's invest in them even if they aren't capable of, um, their immune systems aren't capable, capable of withstanding this. So I think it's just an interesting situation right now. I think we're all learning. Everybody's angsty because, you know, there are no there are no sports right now. It's just the first time coming back. So it's just a lot of uncertainties. Um, right. But I like really, really encourage people to stick it out with the league and, and, and try to think on a more positive note. But what's happening with Elena, I don't like at all. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great segue to my next question. By the way, this is Ari Chambers of the Bleacher Report. Uh, we're talking about the WNBA and the bubble, whole everything that's happening down there. So as you know, uh, the uh, Atlanta Dreams governor and Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler uh, denounced Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of pushback from the, not only the players that but all from, for, from the dream, but also from around the league. And the league came out and said, you know, we definitely support our players in that. So what's your take on all that, how, that, how, how everything yeah. is transpired? I'm pissed because I feel like Kelly Loeffler's up here playing chess, right? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have uh, this huge, you know, fan base. She wasn't trending before. She was actually, like, I feel like losing miserably in, in her realm. Mm -hmm. that, um, she was trying to achieve and and what we did because she pissed us off so much first she first of all she committed crimes before you know what i mean on record right. but the fact that she came in and caught, said a group of black people with guns are a mob even though you're like advocating for the nra and all this other craziness but when it comes to black people you're against that and then how she can't just simply say black lives matter like i'm right. mom, we matter like what the heck are you actually doing Right. Uh, but she's she's trying to say it's divisive. No, Kelly, you're you not seeing the humanity in your players as divisive. Exactly. What we've done, we've caused her to trend, and it pisses yeah. it off because now we've elevated her to a place where those stark conservatives can come in, swoop in, and like sponsor her and back her and push her. So it's like a catch twenty two. You can't win right. the situation because she made it very clear she's not going to sell the team. Right. Kathy is not trying to push for her to sell it because right. she's not active like on the governor's board but it's just like i hate that we've given kelly loffler a platform i hate that we made her name trend i hate mm -hmm. that we um allowed her to open up a door of support it's disgusting um how can you have these players who are 80 like a league that's 80 percent black women and you not right. support it hmm. she's publicly for trump too and a lot of his ideals aren't in alignment with what the WBA stands for. Exactly. So it's very confusing. So what do you think the next step is in terms of, you know, trying to bounce back from this and at least just try to not even worry about her anymore? 
I don't know how they're going to get her to step down from the team. And that's what I, I don't have the answers with that. I, I think that it's really asinine that she wants to hold so strongly onto it, especially because there are buyers that are willing to, you know, people have expressed interest in buying the team and you see your players unhappy. At this point, right. it's just a power move saying, I own you. And that's another juxtaposition that we have to explore, right? That yeah, she enjoys owning black women mm -hmm. and you already don't think their life matters. So there's not good slave slave, slave mentality slave master mentality. Lay just said, why wouldn't she want to own us? Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 like, like, you know, you you have a, a, a white woman who's owning black women, and that's right. that's just the 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 most. Yeah, it don't sound right. It don't sound right, and that's unfortunately that's the predicament that a lot of players are in because there are no African American owners out there or majority owners i should say let me rephrase that and as a, and unfortunately that's the kind of place we're in but let me change gears just a little bit but kind of stay on that same lanes um so maya moore she made news a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. great news actually uh she helped exonerate jonathan irons from a Je jefferson city missouri prison uh mm -hmm. serving 22 20, 22 years of a 50-year sentence for a crime he did not commit which he was sentenced when he was only 16 which is crazy or whatever, but he was able to get out thanks to Maya Moore and her team. So, you know, what's your take on that? I mean, to me, honestly, I think that's the best story of this year so far. I mean, that's what makes Maya a champion. She's been mm -hmm. silently working on this for the past, I, at least to my knowledge, five years. Like, I remember listening to a podcast mm -hmm. six now, in 2014 about her work with it. And so she, she just had this heavy on her heart and in her mind. And right. she made a conscious effort to step away from basketball at the peak of her career. I mean, four championships in, you know, mm -hmm. like she's known to be the coldest, like when she was playing. So like for her to be like, no, this is a utmost priority to me. I'm right. going to step away from this to do what's right, to do what I think is morally sound. That just shows like that's a testament to her character. Um, it's just extremely, extremely dope. And she's a champion on and off the court. And I wish her the best. And look what happens when you are steadfast in what you want to do, steadfast in your faith. And you're like really, really persisting in in the causes that are near and dear to your heart right it worked right i mean it's it's just great to see i mean honestly she's getting she's gotten some pretty good pub on it but i feel like it still should be more because this is like a really 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 big deal for a player to step okay. away from the court it's a second second season she's not going to play at all mm -hmm. to help help you know support the uh for, to help support prison reform yeah, she did what she thought was right, and it and it worked out. And and you see the impact that you can have when you stay persistent and you and you work off passion and you you don't give up and you have to. I mean, some sacrifices had to be made. Mm -hmm. She sacrificed the game to free this man, and right. that's that's beautiful. That's beyond beautiful. By the way, y'all, this is Ari Cham Chambers from from the Bleacher Report. Um, so if you have any questions for y'all, we're gonna get to that at the last segment. So if y'all have any questions for her, go and drop them right there. In the comment section. So Ari, so the season starts next week. Yeah. What's the most intriguing storylines for you? What you got? I, I mean, honestly, it's as it's black and white as I'm just ready to see them play. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big mystery about the the rosters in general. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see who's actually going to be on a roster. Um, that's that's where I'm at with it. I don't think that it needs to be even a deep storyline affiliated with it. I right. don't see how they're going to be able to play competitive basketball after having so long not touched a ball. Right. And now have, having a two-week lead-up to a regular season. They have 23 games. So two weeks to come off of a three-month pandemic. I want to see who's about to ball out. And yeah. how 
do without fans. A lot of players um, like thrive off of fan fans, mm-hmm. and and for them to be on a campus or they're going to play offsite, but for right. them to be in a gym or an arena without the fans, you know, without that energy, yeah. there's no home court advantage. You see, right. like Seattle and the Lynx and the Sparks, yeah. like constantly have yeah. great um, audiences, and almost right. they'll perform without it. Right. For me, uh, I got three for me. One, I want to see what Simone Augustus does as a spark. You know what I mean? I think that's a – she's been with the Lynx for pretty much her entire Four career. Years. Four yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You know, teaming up with Sylvia and seeing all the things that they did up there, all the championships they won. Um, also seeing uh, Brianna Stewart uh, coming back from the Achilles injury that she suffered at UConn. She's at Seattle. She, I know she played overseas in Russia, but it got cut back or whatever and, uh, because of corona. But she said she felt fine after doing some research for this show. And also, I would like to see uh, Skylar Diggins. I uh, was playing for the Mercury now, teaming yeah. up with Diana Taurasi. Um, since she's out here, she was she played for the Wings. I actually covered the Wings or worked for their television department. So I got to see her a lot. So and then she was here for a while after they moved from Tulsa. So now she's out there in Phoenix. So I definitely want to see uh, see how that transpires. I'm really excited to see Skylar mm-hmm. play. I think that she deserves. Um, she's been through a lot. Um, Absolutely. A lot of players that leave the Dallas organization that have been through a lot <laughs> questionable in itself, but that's a podcast for a different day. But I think that she's set up for a team now that can put her in the position where she needed to be in coming right. She's She's in a big three, and I think that that would be so great for her. Phoenix is a complete team. They're one of the like one of the very few complete teams right. in IMZ. So I I expect to see great things out of them. As far as Brianna um, is concerned, Brianna Stewart is Brianna Stewart. Like so right. that's on period, whatever. Mm-hmm. Justice, <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy that she's been able to um, fit in so well with LA. Derek right. everything in her praises about her personality. Mm-hmm. I think the players enjoy her. I think that's just an added um, Veteran, it's not that LA needs a veteran president, <laughs> right? They got too many already. Got four number one picks, and yeah. alone now, right? And then they're like, they're not new to this, right? So, right, it's just a, a dope situation to saying, um, all the changes because it was such an exciting right. uh, free agency period. Um, so yeah, I agree with all your, your storylines, but right. it all boils down to watching them play, yeah. Now, that's that's my main thing, like, honest, and this is my last question for you. Do you really think this thing's going to continue, like go the entire duration or what? You think so? I think what's going to happen is if players do get sick, injured or whatever, I feel like they're going to fly some players in to get tested and they're going to just remain in the bubble. So, like, I feel like if if they were to get cut, um, the players that are filling in for those players now, I feel like they'll just stay in the bubble. I can't like don't don't quote me on that because nobody right. gives me that information. Like I don't yeah, right. call my phone and be like, "Why are you spreading lies?" No, I'm just, <laughs> I just think it would make the most sense for the there to be like alternates just right. amongst the um, the campus so that people can just use them as needed. Man, I, me just being ah oh, okay. So we got a question for you right here from my man Rock. Uh, I don't know if you can, can you see the question, Ari. If there's no fan base next year. How will the WNBA maintain its sponsorship tickets um, revenue to function for another 10 plus years? Um, I think that right now, because network support is happening, we see it with like um, NWSL too, there's Mm -hmm. ample uh, opportunity for sponsorships like that. Uh, Advertisers can capitalize off of this season. Um, Obviously, this is unprecedented. These are unprecedented times. So nobody really knows the future of sports in general because we don't. Right. Have, we nobody have, knows. This, this virus, we have no right. idea. 
what the future is with this virus. So there's really no way to tell. Uh, I don't, the league won't fold. It, it just won't. I don't think that Adam Silver's going to let it happen. I think that Kathy Engelbert comes from a finance, a finance background. Anyway, she's going to make some magic happen. I'm trying to stay optimistic about it. Um, but yeah, I think that right now, right now is mm -hmm. the time for advertising to just skyrocket. Right. Um, so I hope they have a bomb sales team. I can't <laughs> imagine a league not to. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's well, that was a great answer because you know that a lot of people don't really think about. Well, I'm glad actually that's my man Ben, Ben Roosevelt. He actually works for the Sixers. So I know I had to figure out that wasn't my man Rock. It's my man Ben. We went to Dale State together and he works for the Sixers. So he works, I think, for sales, if I'm not mistaken. So he understands that portion of sports or whatever. So Ari, I just want to thank you for joining me tonight, taking time out of your busy schedule. I really do appreciate you coming on with me. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Hey, it was great. It was great. So we'll talk. Oh, I'll, I'll wrap with you once I wrap up, finish talking to Andrew and everything, and we'll talk later, okay? All right. Bye. Thanks, Ari. Right, appreciate y'all. All right. All right, y'all. That was Ari Chambers uh, from Bleacher Report. She covers the WNBA and a whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of other sports for that particular platform. So up next, I got my man, Andrew Lopez. Uh, he's a reporter for ESPN. He particularly covers the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, based down there. Just a quick background about me and him. Uh, I, when I worked at LSU a few years back, he was covering the Tigers as well, football and basketball, and I believe baseball. So I'm going to ahead and add him. He has a lot of insight about Zion and that whole thing was going on down there. So let me add him real quick. Let's see, let's see. Drew, what's up, man? What's up, man? This is uh, this is nice, man. I'm like nice, nice to talk to you again, bro. Hey, bro. It's good to see you and talk to you again. It's been what about four years, three, four years? Whenever so you I left, left, yeah, I left. What 2018, 2017? So yeah, about three yeah. years. Yeah, was that three one years. time you came back, and I was like, what, what you doing here? <laughs> I was I was surprised. I was like, man, I, I didn't know I didn't know you. They, your your code still worked to get in. The man, listen, bro. I had a key. I, we didn't have codes back then. We had no we had no codes. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I mean, shoot, you've been had a nice little, nice little time off for a little bit, man. Yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's a lot, bro. It's it's a lot, man. When you think about everything that went down from, I mean, I I was standing next to a couple of NBA officials, a couple of Pell's officials, the second everybody found out about Rudy Gobert. Wow. And I remember I'm standing in Sacramento in the tunnel, and we're looking at each other, and it's like. Like this is it, man. <laughs> like, like this, like this is for real. So, I remember just being there, and then earlier that day, I'd already got the phone call from ESPN to to go home off that road trip because they were playing mm -hmm. the Clippers. Yeah. They were playing the Jazz and the Clippers that Friday, Saturday, and I got that right. call earlier. It was like, "Yo, we off Everybody, the road." It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was we off the road. So when I went to, I came home that day, and. Mm -hmm. I've been home since, man. It's 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 four months, and I know I know those people who are going to Orlando, the guys who are the people who are in the bubble, they got to be there for a long time. There's there's another group that is going to be there, kind of on the outside. But you know, I'm going to be here, you know, in New Orleans doing, uh, yeah, doing. But I'm getting, I'm being, I'm an expert at Zoom conferences now, bro. <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody, <laughs> Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Man, it's, 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 we, uh, like Blue Jeans, whatever. There's another one. I mean, all these different programs now, bro. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. So what you're hearing about what's happening down in the bubble, man, more in particular with, you know, with the Pell since you covered up. 
Well, obviously, uh, we had we had big pals news today uh, mm-hmm. with with Zion Williamson leaving the bubble. Um, right. That was a big deal. We we can get in that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. in, in terms of how things are going on right now, right. a lot of it is just. I think Alvin Gentry kind of said it best the other day. He's like, I, I think this is one. He, he thinks this is one of the safest places to be right now, as long as everybody's following those guidelines. Everybody do what they need you know, to do. Mm-hmm. Not you know not going across the street to get Postmates or. Or uh, out back, <laughs> or, or or whatever you need to go get. So, um, it's, it's that's just crazy. So yeah. for them for them not to get anything like that, um, I think that to me I think is the is is kind of how things are going. Guys are starting to relax. I think they're starting to get used to everything. They're starting to uh, feel comfortable, and you know the food situation is not as bad as they thought it was. Right. So there's a lot of things going on right now where I think guys are becoming more comfortable with how everything's going. What about like the like the actual playing atmosphere, like the courts? I know they brought all the courts down. Like what's like the weight rooms? Like everybody can't use the same weight room. So like how is that? What you heard about it's that? a it's a lot of a lot of wiping down, a lot of hygienics, <laughs> a lot of a lot of getting stuff. Um, you know, clean and clean. I mean, the courts are fine. Uh, right. they, you know, you guys might have a little, they might have some depth perception issues because you're shooting in a ballroom. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's a little different, I think, than, than what some of these guys are used to. But um, a lot of the younger dudes in this league, they've probably gone through those arenas mm-hmm. in the past five, six, seven yeah, years. Just playing Austin, AAU, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Austin Rivers mentioned, he's like, yo, I might have the most points in that arena ever. He played, you know, <laughs> in Winter Park right around there. So, right. Because when he was growing up there, when Doc was coaching in Orlando. So, yeah. I, I think once they get some games going, I think these scrimmage games between the 22nd and the 29th are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get that feeling back. It's almost like, I mean, it's basically preseason games. And right. uh, it's just a matter of how some of these guys are going to end up treating it. If they're going to be preseason games, it might be a little bit less. It might be like, you know, big boy summer league games, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically. But that's, so. that's what it's going to be. It's going to be exactly like that. I'm just – like I like Summer League personally. I just like the vibe of it. It's like more like interactive. It's like more passionate yeah. about it. And I think, you know, I really even though I would love to see fans there, but I don't like I said I don't mind the Summer League or AAU field because I, it's gonna be it's gonna kind of feel like to me, like the uh, the All Star Game in Chicago this past year, which seems like it was like five years ago to be honest with you. You know what I mean? So I'm actually kind of excited about that. The the thing is, is it reminds it reminds me about is is just watching TBT recently mm-hmm. and you oh, yeah, saw yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you saw the energy coming energy, from bro. those dudes now obviously especially when you got to later say it's like those guys are obviously playing for a million dollars all right so stakes are high it's a million or nothing so those dudes are really getting after it and they but you see the excitement you hear the noise you hear the clapping that's what i'm excited I, for the noise <laughs> i tell you what whether whether it's us, whether it's, it's Turner, whether it's NBA, t- whoever is doing these games, somebody better have a quick finger mute. on that mute button. I Real mean, quick. It, it better, like, it better, look, go to like a 15-second delay just to be safe. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's, these dudes are going to say some stuff that's not supposed to be said. So, But I think that's going to be part of the experience now. And whether that's, you know, official referees and uh, talking to coaches, players talking yeah. to players. I, I'm just, I'm excited for, for everything 
kind of like I already said before, I'm I'm just excited for ball, bro. Like yeah, yeah, just I think everybody is just there. getting back to to basketball. I, I mean, and I know it's a it's a weird backdrop considering everything that's going on in the country. Um, but I think just being able to get back to hoops is is going to be something uh, something exciting. Absolutely, man. Uh, this is for those who just joined us. This is Andrew Lopez, ESPN reporter, uh, based out of uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I thought of ESPN <laughs> up there. <laughs> He's based out of New Orleans, Louisiana. He covers the New Orleans Pelicans. So, I want to shift gears to them, man. So, Zion, obviously, yeah. you know, ranked uh, number one pick and everything. Came got a late start to his season due to uh, his injury, but he came out swinging, man. Was, they had him on a minutes restriction and everything, and but he still was able to make a lot of noise. Yeah, 23 points, seven rebounds, averaging in 19 games. Uh, he's one of, like, four teenagers in the NBA to average 20 in a season. He right. only played the 19. But uh, he did have to leave the bubble this morning uh, right. to attend to a, an emergency family matter, a medical matter, according to the team. Um, and that's as, that's as much as we know right now. So right. It, it, whether and when he gets back, I, I mean, obviously, he needs to take care of what's, what's, what's going on in his family first. And I think that's right. obviously – uh, the biggest concern, both for him and the Pels right now. So, but not having him, uh, you know, before he came back, they had won 11 to 16 without mm-hmm. yeah, They got a nice role. They got a nice once, once Derek Favors came back and he started playing really well, Lonzo started to step up. So they've Ingram shown, well too. Mm-hmm. Ingram, obviously Ingram playing at an all-star level. So they, they, they've shown that they could play without him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, but I think the biggest thing is, is is when he can come back. If he is getting tested every day, he can come back in uh, – once he gets back to the bubble, he can be back on the court in, in as little as four days. Mm-hmm. If he is not getting tested, uh, he's looking at a 10- to 14-day quarantine. And wow. I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is if he's being tested when he leaves. Um, no word on that right now. I, mm-hmm. You would think that the team wanted to do that, but right. – um, They've they've shown that they can win games without him. Like I said, mm-hmm. that eleven and five stretch right before he came back. So, right. uh, and then they won the one game he didn't play once he returned. So, right. uh, twelve out of their last seventeen when Zion wasn't on the floor. I, I think I, obviously he's a big part. And the NBA has built a lot of their schedule around him playing. A lot of, a lot of, uh, including that opening night. They're one of the teams <laughs> on opening night. So yeah, I think uh, you know we'll. we'll we talk actually we talked to Alvin Gentry in about an hour and a half because they had one of the later practices today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't think we'll get much, but we'll we'll see a little bit about uh, about what's going on. I know a, a, a particular uh, picture of him blew up pretty big of him in the weight room, man. How how much different does he look to what he does then and back uh, what he looks like now? I, I the what I see right now is this: I see a guy who maybe took some of that fat and turned it into lean muscle. I, I don't think he weighs less. I don't think it's like, like uh, Jokic who, you know, oh, might, man, might, he looks like right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's him. I don't think it's, it's, it's that bad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But um, I think he still weighs probably 275, 280, 285 in that area. Right. But I think what he says is um, I think he just, he feels different. I think, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and, yeah. He's just back into more of a group. He looks different. Yeah, he looks different. He was working out every day. He was getting on the court with his stepdad. Right. He's he's feeling it right now, and I think that's the biggest thing. That's good, man. I'm, I'm excited to see him get back, and I'm just glad. Because I always thought, even when he was at Duke, man, I thought he was still a little bit overweight. Not to say overweight, but I feel he could have trimmed up a lot more, and I feel like you know that's what he kind of looks like now. What about his shooting, man? I mean, now that was a 
big point of emphasis that everybody's talking about, but he seemed to he, he could be pretty decent on the perimeter when, it, when his number's called. Yeah, so what it seems like is he's been shooting a lot every day. I, I You know, he obviously, you, you talked about that first game, mm-hmm. the four for four from three. I've never heard the Smoothie King Center as loud as it was uh, <laughs> when that happened. I thought I thought the roof was about to blow. I thought we were going to mm-hmm. have open air NBA arena, bro. Like, it was loud. Right. It was That's crazy. It was crazy. It sounded like the dome a little bit. Bro, it was it – was, <laughs> Like, you would have thought, like, Reggie just took one to the house, like, in 06. Wow. Like, that's how loud it was. And I was like, man, like, this is crazy. And, yeah. you know, after that, he met, I think he went, like, two for nine over his next however long. So, he's got some work to do there. Uh, it's not a natural part of his game right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he when, he when we talked to him last week, he said, he was like, man, look, um, you know, I, I, I think we can – we can do this. I think we can uh, – you'll see a different kind of player that I can turn into, and I think that, that's that got to be exciting to Pels fans, especially if he can he can put a three-pointer into his game early. I mean, he was averaging 23 a night, basically just going to the rim. So Yeah, and just putbacks and all that. Put, you know, putbacks and, and just bullying dudes Energy, around, yeah. getting mm-hmm. to the line. Yeah. If he even gets a little bit of a shot at this point, I mean, it just makes him even more of a threat. Crazy, man. So we're going to change gears a little bit, man. Stick with the Pels, yeah. though. Um, on a more positive note. Well, not a positive, but more on a different note. Um, Drew Holiday and his wife, you know, he man. came out. He actually, your tweet, uh, a slam posted yesterday, I saw it, said that um, he, he's, he's going to donate his checks to his new, um, see, it's going to be a uh, social impact yeah. fund for him and his wife are going to start. So that I would say that was about $3.5 million or something like that? It's, it's actually, it could be $5.3 million. Wow. Uh, wow. Is, what, is what the NBA PA uh, thinks about it. And it, it was kind of funny. His wife, Lauren, who, uh, you know, in her own right is a great, a phenomenal athlete. Absolutely. It was, a, a, you know, a World Cup champion, Olympian, played for the US, you know, United States women's team. Right. Uh, he said they were kind of just sitting in the house one day, and Lauren just mentioned she's like, "Why don't, why don't we just, why don't you just give up the rest of your salary for the year and we use that to start this?" And he was like, "That's a great idea." And he was like, <laughs> "He was all in." Yeah. So they're gonna take the rest of his game checks, which it, it could total up to five point three million. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's just a great thing to see, man. To, to for 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 athletes to come out here and really put their money where their mouth is, and right. you know, he he mentioned it to me. Uh, he said, "Look, all we got right now is money and time. Right. Uh, that's that's two valuable assets, and we have both of them. So let's let's do what we have to do." So, um, I mean, props props to the holidays, man. They're just they're continuously yeah. Great family, a man. a a phenomenal family. Uh, you know, Drew, Lauren, and everybody, even going to his parents, and mm. you know his. They're going to they're going to do this fund in New Orleans, obviously where Drew plays, L.A. where Drew right. is from, and in Indianapolis where uh, where Lauren is from, and where also uh, Justin and Aaron are. So, right, uh, just a just a great gesture by that man. Just overall, just a phenomenal gesture. Phenomenal man. By the way, for those who just joined us, it's Andrew Lopez, uh, ESPN reporter based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, the Boot. Um, so, man, how do you think the Western Conference is going to shake out, bro? It's, it's going to be fun, man. And the, I, I guess the biggest thing to me is going to be the seating thing doesn't really matter anymore um, mm-hmm. because you're, you are you don't have home court. So I think the biggest thing to me is going to be who avoids who, I think, mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Who avoids, okay, that's the way putting it. I like that. Like, if, if, like you, do you really want to be in the 4-5 or five matchup uh, and have to play the Lakers possibly in the second round? Or do you want to try, try to get to three? Do you want to try to get to six? So I think – that's going to be interesting. And then obviously, you know, the race for the eight seed. Uh, Memphis is three and a half up on the Pels. Uh, 
the 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 Trailblazers and the Kings, uh, San Antonio and Phoenix are also in that. I think the biggest thing to me is, you know, who who gets to feet to Memphis. Obviously, being three and a half up, Portland has a leg up because they're, I think, a thousandth of a point, a percentage point ahead of the Pels mm-hmm. and, and the Kings. So they just got to finish with a better record. But even without Zion, things work out for the Pels, man. I mean, they got they start off Jazz Clippers. But then every mm-hmm. other team they play is under 500, which is incredible considering these are the 22 best teams in the league. <laughs> right. So when you when you think about it, after they play Jazz Clippers, they go Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. Uh, Kings are you know they're already they're missing a piece. They may miss yeah. more with De'Aaron De'Aaron Fox. The Spurs are missing two bigs. Um, right. The Magic probably by that last game are going to be locked into seven. They may not win, you know. Right. The Wizards are missing uh, Davis Bertans and, and Bradley Beal, so yeah. things are lining up for you if you're a Pels uh, fan to, to to for your team to be in it. And I think they'll they'll find a way to get to at least that play-in game right. um, if if things break their way. I I, I still want to watch watch out for Portland, um, mm-hmm. especially having Nurkic and, and Collins back. I think that's always a, and Melo too as well. Who's yeah, Melo in phenomenal shape, bro. Who's actually going to be in the bubble? And I remember there was a concern, some concern that he wasn't going to be there at first. So, um, anytime you have Dame, you got a good shot. You got you got a good shot. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And um, it, I, I mean, I think it's going to go down the last couple of games for for those teams staying trying to stay competitive to make that little play-in tournament. Okay, we're just about done, man. So, hey, guys, if you have any questions for Andrew, go ahead and drop them in the comments section um, for him. And then uh, as we as we get ready to wrap up here. So, your, what's your gut feeling? Do you think this thing is going to last the entire – this entirety go to the playoffs and we'll see a champion at the end of the season? Now, yeah. I, I lean more to yes now. Um, mm-hmm. If you'd have asked me that three weeks ago, I, I, I don't know if we would have made it. But I think some of these guys are, are – they're determined – to make it all the way in the bubble. You know what I'm right. saying? They're, they're, I, if they, like we talked about earlier, as long as you don't cross the street to go get Postmates or whatever you're <laughs> going to get, all right, you're trying to get your outback or whatever, <laughs> whatever you're trying to get. You're not flying nobody out. You're not doing none of that. As long as you, know you they do doing what you're it supposed to, as long as you do what you're supposed to, there's no reason why we can't make this till October. And I think, um, you have created a safe environment inside of the bubble, um, which is why it was kind of crazy to me that they were talking about, um, you know, guys like Pop and 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 D'Antoni and, and and Alvin Gentry not being able to go to the bubble because they're 65. But at the same right. time, with all this testing, it's, it's, it's the safest place to be. Mm-hmm. So now after after seeing it for like a week and a half, I I, I think they can make it all the way through. That's good. That's good. Okay. We got a couple of questions, man. I got my man Mike out of St. Louis. His question is, how do you, how do, how do we anticipate the lack of travel schedule to impact the playoff grind? I, I think what you're going to see is, uh, I think the biggest thing with the lack of travel is going to do, uh, it'll keep guys fresher uh, as we go later in the playoffs, when you, when you get to semis, con- you know, conference finals and things like that. But I think the biggest thing, honestly, is going to be that no home court advantage. You take a team like Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly was amazing at home this year. Absolutely amazing. I think the best home team in the league, but they were atrocious on the road. Uh, they don't have to worry about they don't have to worry about that in a three six matchup anymore. So <laughs> what team do you get now? What team do you do you right. get the road version of Philly? Do you get the home version of Philly? So that I think is gonna be the biggest thing uh that the lack of travel um takes care of. 
Cool. All right, next question. We got my man Ben, who actually works for the Sixers. I'm not sure if he still does, but um, I know he uh, used to. Um, his question is, does this chip come with an asterisk for whoever wins? I, I think it does, but I don't think it, it, it'll be in a bad way. I just think you – this is – I mean, it's almost harder to, to, to try to come out of this, I think, because of everything that's been thrown, which is – and it's not just one team mm-hmm. that has to deal with it. All 16 have to deal with this um, and, and try to get through to this. And I, I think, to me, it's still going to be a true champion. Yeah, we missed, what, 15, 18 regular season games. Right. It, to me, you're still going to be a true champion. I don't, I don't think – the lockout years are, I don't think of those games are being any less. So I, it's it'll it'll have one, but only because just to say, hey man, we, it was a tough road to get down there. Right, that's good. I like that because I just because people say, oh well, you know, you know, Jordan, Kobe, oh he got five four rings, and LeBron come in, oh he won it. Say if he wins his fourth, like oh it's an asterisk next to that. So it's, ah, I I don't think so, man, because you just got to play whatever cards are dealt. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. roll with it. You know and I mean? every so, everybody has the same cards. That's the thing to me. It's not like only one team is dealing with it or it's an injury or, you know, like Kyrie and, and Kevin Love mm-hmm. getting hurt in the playoffs or right. K, KD and Clay getting hurt. So it's not just happening to one team. Mm-hmm. It's just something that everybody's got to deal with right now. So, Right. All right, we got time for two more. We got Brandon. Um, he says he loves your work. Uh, so how does your Appreciate relationship – uh, with Griff starting, how has it blossomed? David Griffin, uh, GM of the Bells. Man, this is this is how my relationship started with Griff. After his um, opening press conference, uh, I just walked up to him and asked him for uh, <laughs> for time to talk. And he was, I explained, I was like, hey, at the time I was working for the Pick U, and I was like, hey, I'm the beat writer for Times Pick U, and I cover the team. You know, if we can have a chance to, you know, talk, you know, maybe 30, 45 minutes. And he was like, all right, cool. And boom, started from there, man. And he is he is one of the most accessible execs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, not just with myself, but with other people. Um, he 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 is really a good dude to uh, to uh, from a from a media perspective. Obviously, he right. he'll, he's going to try and play his cards. We're going to try and play our cards. Right. Um, and he he understands that he did media for two years or two or three years, yeah. uh, so he understands that kind of thing. So. Um, it's, it's, I, to me, I think it's a great working relationship so far. Great. All right, last one. We got my man, William Jones, a frat brother of mine, actually based out of New Orleans. Uh, he says, what's your thoughts on the snitch hotline? And do you think it will be actually utilized? <laughs> you know, I, at first, I was I was team no snitch. I was team nobody should pick up that phone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was watching the jump today, or yesterday, I think, when Drew made his announcement. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ and Scotty made a, made a great point. You're messing with dudes' livelihoods if you leave the bubble for, for uh, some unauthorized reason. And you're messing with dudes' game checks. You're messing with their wallets. If the NBA is to right. – it, it, say, say you go out and, you know, you sneak out the bubble, you do whatever, and then you come back and you bring the virus to your whole team and that team plays somebody you don't know. Don't know about your So, to me, in that aspect, I get it. I'm not – I mean, you got to use this for, like – it's, it's got to be, like, the level you call – I don't want to equate it to 911, but, like, it's got to be, like, a like a top-level thing. It can't right. – I'm not here for dudes just like, hey, man, you know, I saw LeBron without a mask on. You might want to go call him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not down for that. No. Nah. But, like, what? serious stuff, like, hey, man, I just saw a dude sneaking out. He bringing a girl up to the Yeah, something like, man, look, hey, you, you messing with dudes' pocketbooks. And, and when that happens – 
I'm 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 like, all right, I get you. <laughs> Man, hey y'all, this is Andrew Lopez from ESPN. Drew. Thanks for joining me, bro. Great catching up with you, man. I'm going to catch up with you a little bit later on. All right, man? Appreciate you, bro. All right, bro. Be safe down in New Orleans, man. Y yes, sir. All right, now. All right, y'all. That's a wrap for, for the first episode, the relaunch episode of Crunch Time. I want to thank y'all for joining me. Uh, as y'all can see, new brand. Got the whole backdrop or whatever. So shout out to Andre Wheeler and my, also my man, Anthony Mentor, for kind of helping me bridge this whole thing together from a branding standpoint. Um, so next week, um, I got I got something lined up right now, but I'm just lining up the guests. It's going to focus more so on the college sports aspect, so I want y'all to stay tuned. So also, man, let me know if y'all have any suggestions of how I can get better and how I can make this whole thing get better or whatever. So thank y'all again. I'll see y'all next week, man, and I'll holler at y'all.